Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have a listener mail episode for you. Yes! Which, we just looked up, this is our eighth listener mail. It is. It is. We're already plotting the title for it. Yes, and uh, it will probably be Star Wars related. Probably. And in that case, it's not as dire as it seems. No, Um, no. If we mm -hmm. we go with uh, Listener Mail 8, The Last Inbox. Yeah. It's not, we just, we mostly have Bob's Burgers related messages for you. Pretty much. So, and they're they're very kind, Bob's. They're not. Oh yeah, know. they're very sweet. They're not really dire at all, particularly. <laughs> yes. Um. It will it will not be, in fact, the last inbox. Oh no. But it's just it's just the route we've gone this whole time, and I feel like we have to continue. You know, there's going to be rise of inbox eventually. <laughs> um. Well, and I mean the thing, like like once you get above like five or six, there stopped being a lot of really good, like, sequel names for you to pull from, which is what we started running into. 
Yeah, a couple listener mails ago where I was just like, yes. I, because most series like reboot mm-hmm. after, after like five. Yes. So there's two series I always look at <laughs> other than Star Wars. Uh-huh. Fast and Furious, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Land Before Time, number two. Oh, but yeah. But no one would get the Land Before Time. I think. Like maybe a handful of people would. <laughs> but... Uh, those are the the series I start with. I do try to go for Star Wars because I like Star Wars and I think people will recognize it. But Fast and Furious, people recognize that one as well. Yeah, and also a wealth of uh, of of excellent phrases. Yes, I love I love the Fast and Furious titles. I've never seen one of those movies. No, the titles I enjoy. They're so. <laughs> Fun. They run around a lot. They, you they know, do. they drive. They like family. They go, <laughs> sure. I, yeah, I don't know. It, stuff explodes. Mm-hmm. That seems to be it. A lot of bald dudes doing yeah. a lot of tricks in their cars. People get right in angrily about this. I'm down to watch Fast and Furious. I just never have. It's okay. not like some weird block I have. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I haven't occurred. watched like all of them. I've, I've watched like one and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know. It's fun. Stuff yeah. happens. It looks fun. I rode the ride. I had a good time on there. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. We'll sort out. Well, well. <laughs> yes, we'll sort out this title business later. And maybe, I mean, I would love to do a Fast and Furious watch party. I think that'd be really hilarious. Yeah. Okay, but let's do it. Speaking of family, we do have a lot of Bob's Burgers messages from all of you. We do. Yes. Um, so we're going to dive right into those. We got a lot. We got a lot to go through. They're all wonderful. Yes. We'll start with Jen. Jen wrote, I really enjoyed the punniness of your Bob's Burgers episode. I've been a longtime fan of the show. And apart from the great puns and songs, it's really nice to watch an adult show with a realistic family that isn't perfect, but still genuinely cares for each other. I definitely recommend watching or watching more. I was amused when one of you, Lauren, I think, mentioned that Bob's Burgers didn't need to be watched in any order but was bite-sized, but not so bite-sized as something like Adventure Time. It's ironic because even though most episodes of Adventure Time are only 11 minutes, the show gets so lore-heavy by the later episodes that if you picked one out of order from Season 5 or so on, you can be completely flummoxed, which made (laughs) me think. Adventure Time Foods episode. I'm pretty sure there was a cookbook at some point, and there's a lot of interesting post-apocalyptic foods to explore. Royal tarts, bug milk, sentient sandwich, all the food-based princesses, Princess Bubblegum, Breakfast Princess, and don't get me started on bacon pancakes. Oh, bacon pancakes. Yes. Uh, Those do sound good. It. Oh, yeah. Right? (laughs) I've watched all of Adventure Time. But it's like kind of a, and I mean this in the best way, fever dream, <laughs> where things just kind of run together. A lot happens. I did it very like I I binged it. Oh, uh huh. So so you don't have like like very specific memories, but perhaps um more of a yeah. of a general fugue, a general state vibe. Yes, rem- yeah, remembrance yes. of it. And certain things like really stuck out. Like there was one really sad episode with like. Finn's dad that really stuck out with the, like, cutting off of the limb and the tree. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, to people who haven't watched the show, they're like, oh, uh, <laughs> which is fair. Yeah, which it's fair. um the most like sweet, adorable, bonkers, post-apocalyptic, sad cartoon <laughs> that, <laughs> that I've probably ever watched. I mean, I don't know. Like that's that that's all of my favorite cartoons are like that. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it gives me the dual emotion of oh man. I love everything happening right now. And also, holy crap, children's show. What did you just do? And why am I crying? Because you just spoke my truth again. <laughs> yes. I love that show. I also really over-associate with both Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. So. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. If we get to that, we'll have to ask people who they think we are in that one. No, no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but these, <laughs> these foods sound really interesting. Yeah, for sure, an episode would be fun to look. Into oh this yeah! Stuff. Oh no! Oh no! A reason for me to sit down and watch more Adventure Time? That would be terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. The struggle. <laughs> uh, Blue wrote. Long-time superfan, first-time writing. I wouldn't call myself an expert on Bob's Burgers, but I have seen every episode multiple times. It's my coping mechanism. So when I saw the most recent episode come up on my feed, I did a happy dance. I must say, though, the moment y'all started talking about who's who, I knew in my heart that Annie is definitely a Bob. She's punny, has a playful passion for food, and from what I know is an amazing friend. Thank you, lovely ladies, for all the years of laughter and knowledge. <laughs> Aw, well, thank you. Aww. Also, I purposefully put that one so you had to read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's very sweet. I do think, like, the puns, like I said when we did that episode, I felt seen. Yeah, yeah. And the puns and kind of this, like, deep thought and introspection around food, I was like, I really connected to that. So I can see this as well. I could see being a Bob. Yeah. Oh, Oh. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, that was the that was the, I'm like I'm like what if we are Bob and Linda? That's like so silly. <sighs> oh, I love it. Oh. <laughs> oh no. I love it. I mean, it kind of I as someone the show is I am determined to watch it. I've got it. I know how I'm going to watch it, where I'm going to watch it. Oh yeah? You yeah. have a plan? Oh, yeah. I have a plan. Heck I'm just yeah. having to time it. Okay. But <laughs> Yeah, we'll see if I when I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is me and Lauren coming up with the puns and then <laughs> revising puns and <laughs> thinking about food a lot. That sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I am excited. Me too. And I need to know details about your plan so that I can check in with you during this yes. time. Yes. Okay. Maybe I'll keep notes. I got a I got a TV journal so that when I'm <laughs> watching a show, people really are like excited for me to watch. I'll take notes and my thoughts and everything. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll add to my TV journal. Okay. That is such a nerdy thing, but yes, that is something that I do. That's no, I'm into it. <laughs> Leah wrote, "I could not click fast enough when the Bob's Burgers episode <laughs> popped up." <laughs> I am not commuting as much and I'm pretty behind, but my husband and I love Bob's. We are about six burgers into the cookbook, and it is a show we use to fill the silence sometimes when we are putzing around the house. Hmm. We have watched every episode multiple times and love watching the holiday episodes around each respective holiday. Aww. 
We firmly believe that you have to watch each episode at least twice to fully catch all the humor. Mm -hmm. There is often a character muttering under their breath or interjecting a comment outside of the main conversation. Because of this, Annie, I would like to say, I think you are a gene. (laughs) He is often the one with great one-liners that make you think, did he just say that? He is 100% about food and has very staunch opinions. And while he is usually in the middle of the mischief, he rarely starts it himself. He is an incredibly nuanced character and one of my faves. Lauren, I totally get you having a kinship with Linda. As much as I, I would love to be a Louise, I have to say I'm probably more of a Bob. I hope you get to watch more of the show soon. So excited for the next season. Oh. <laughs> I love this so much. I love it so much. I love, again, how we're, it's like we're alignments in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Who, who is it you're aligning <laughs> with, relating with, and that, you know, are you chaotic? Are you good chaotic? Right? Are you neutral? All of these things. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to start watching this show. I'm so excited. Yes, I am too. I am too. I'm so curious what I'm going to think about who I am. Yeah, right? And like how you're going to like, right, think about how people have been writing in about it. Oh, this Mm -hmm. is so great. This is so great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, and I love people cooking through the cookbook too. That's, oh, that's, that's terrific. Yes. Hmm. William wrote... Just listen to the Bob's Burgers episode, and it was great. I loved all the pun burgers you listed off on the show. I personally am a huge fan of burgers. They are a big part of my diet, so I figured I would share some that I made. I'm a truck driver, and I cook food on my truck so that I have better control of what I eat. I used to weigh 618 pounds. Now I weigh 260 pounds, and I'm still working on the body fat loss. I'm studying to become a nutritional therapy practitioner, and I work to come up with recipes that are nutrient-dense, fit within my keto macros, and most importantly, taste delicious. Burgers are a great way to add nutrient-dense organ meats to your diet. You can grind up some liver, which is a food with some of the most concentrated bioavailable micronutrients out there. Adding an ounce of ground liver to a good quality ground beef can actually give your burger a dry-aged beef flavor. I make my mixes and come up with burger and often bun recipes on the truck. I have bad reactions to grains. They cause arthritis-like symptoms in my joints, uh, skin issues, and mess with my cognitive function. All my bun recipes don't have any grain for that reason. I cook using a ninja foodie, and this keeps me away from the junk food at truck stops. Here are some of my burgers. The Keto Chow Nato. Uh, This is the most recent burger I made on the truck. The meat was ground brisket, ground short rib, ground bacon, and ground liver. The bun was made with egg, butter, uh, the special meal replacement shake called Keto Chow, uh, the savory beef soup flavor, some collagen powder, some vinegar, and baking powder. I made it in my truck while sitting through the recent tornado in New York. Uh, This was a burger I made using a portobello mushroom for a bun. Next, this is my Power Porky Dry Chili Burger. (laughs) Made with ground pork, ground bacon, and some liver. Uh, It was seasoned with the chili seasoning I used to make my dark chocolate chili mole. Ooh. Um, It's basically a no-mess chili burger. The bun was from a company called Fox Hill Kitchens, which makes keto buns and bagels with a yeast-risen almond flour dough. And next, this is my super mother clucker burger. It uses ground chicken, chicken livers, and has fennel, sage, and some other herbs and spices. It tastes like breakfast sausage. The last one is one of my favorites, Burger Benny's. My brisket short rib liver burger seasoned with smoked salt, pepper, and fresh dill. 
It's topped with a poached egg and an easy hollandaise sauce made using a stick blender. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) Why have I never thought of putting organ meat in my homemade burgers? That is such a great idea. It sounds so good. And there were pictures that accompanied this whole thing. And they looked so good. Oh, Oh. yes. Yes. I mean, congrats to you. Yeah. Coming up with these on a truck. And cooking on your truck? Heck. Exactly. And they are featured in, on online. So if you want to look them up, you could look them up. But phew, those sound so good. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Matt wrote, I'm listening to the Bob's Burgers episode, and you claim to only know the clown taste funny cannibal joke. I'm sure you've heard this one. What did the cannibal's wife serve him when he was late for dinner? The cold shoulder. No. (laughs) Terrible, I know, but it exists. Also, while it's not a joke as such, Voltaire has a song called Cannibal Buffet, which contains an entire verse of body part puns. I'm starting to feel these guys are heels, etc. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Matt. I had heard that joke before, but uh, always good to have the reminder. Yeah. Um, Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. I had not heard of this song, and that was a fun that was fun. So, yes, always appreciate it. Oh, well, that's that's our that rounds out our Bob's Burgers <laughs> messages for today. But we do have some more listener mail to go through. Uh, we do. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, West Holm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) West Holm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. 
we've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip together. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day. And regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Uh, Jared wrote, Jared from Anaheim again, my father spent about five or six years of his early adulthood in Japan between U.S. Air Force service and religious missions. I also grew up in a small farming town in Idaho that several Japanese-American families settled in after they were released from the World War II internment camps. So even though I was a white kid from rural Idaho in the 80s and 90s, I grew up with much more exposure to Japanese culture than might be predicted or expected. I learned how to use chopsticks before I was a teenager. My wife shares my love of chopsticks, so we have a collection of about a dozen pairs. Several of them were purchased on our honeymoon in San Francisco, some from Chinatown, some from Little Tokyo. We own two pairs of the light-up Star Wars lightsaber chopsticks, one green, one red. Although, while typing this at work and not at home, I'm suddenly unsure if there isn't a third pair that lights up blue. I mean, I'm sure that exists, but I don't remember if we bought all three or just the two. Needless to say, we almost never eat Japanese or Chinese food with anything but chopsticks. It just tastes better. Oh, I almost forgot to include this other thought. Gold. Uh, I would think you're right that gold would be too soft uh, for chopsticks. I would have to expect that it would have to be a coating of gold. But it reminded me of something I heard through a podcast about a research project on food flavor and the material of the utensil eaten with. It was essentially unanimous that food eaten from a gold or gold-plated utensil tastes superior to all other materials. Huh. Huh. Interesting. See, now I want to look this up because I'm wondering if it was a blind taste test. Because if you if you can't um if you can't see the material, if you can see the material, then that could obviously skew. Right. You might be going like, ooh, look at how bougie I am. I'm eating this fancy food on this fork. And it could be like the same like Kraft mac and cheese dinner one way or right. another. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm curious about too. If it's more of the like, oh, this is so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, because there are some instances that we've talked about where 
you know, the silver might impact the taste or whatever it is might impact the taste. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and there's there's like a slight ionic charge one way or another with different materials sometimes that could be impacting some things. So, um, yeah, no, that's fascinating. It is. It is. But I, I mean, we talked about it in that episode. I do think whether it, it a lot of it, it probably is in my mind, but some things just taste better when I eat them with chopsticks. Um, or there's just something about it that feels like I'm getting into a, an experience or a mindset. I don't know because yeah. it's hard to describe. But there are some instances where I'm like, I want to use chopsticks. Yeah. And I think it'll be better with chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I have not gotten any Star Wars lightsaber chopsticks yet. Yet. Which 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 ones would you? I, I I can assume that you would go for either blue or green. Yeah, <laughs> I would get green because green's okay. my favorite color. Okay. I think it's the iconic Luke Skywalker <laughs> lightsaber. Luke's my favorite. All but right. I do blue. Blue is a close second favorite color. Yeah, so it'd be tough. But what if I got? Oh no! Now I'm imagining having like lightsaber chopstick battles. Okay. Oh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Sabrina wrote, I'm writing because I know you talked about the tomato soup cake, but I can't remember if it was the Campbell's Soup episode or in a listener mail. And I also don't remember if you had a recipe for that particular cake. Anyways, I went through my grandma's recipe book, and I landed on a recipe for the tomato soup cake. I was shocked. I couldn't believe people actually used to make this cake. I haven't had time to try it yet, but I surely will. And I'm sending you a picture of the recipe if you ever want to try it, too. So, okay, first, before I read this recipe, I love handwritten recipes. I love when oh, you yeah. find, like, these kind of classic, oh, it's passed on from me to me to me, and it's just handwritten. Yeah, um, and and also, your grandmother's handwriting is gorgeous. It is. It is. So the tomato soup cake mix calls for sugar, baking soda, flour, cloves, butter, tomato soup, cinnamon, and raisins. That's what got me. <laughs> Everything else, I was like, eh, all right, all right. You're like, oh, sure, raisins. sure, sure. T- tomato soup, but raisins? I love this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And icing cream cheese. Um, it yeah, also yeah, has yeah. one of my favorite things. My mom does this too. Butter if preferred. She has recipes that say stuff like that. I love it. It's like, if you like, put cinnamon. If you want, do this. Yeah. Optional. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I love an optional in a recipe because I'm like, what is it? What did what? <sighs> yes. Tell, tell me more. I need more information than optional. Um, but I love it so much. It's like you're co-signing on the recipe. I just love my moms in particular are so like, Shrug emoji kind. Like, if you want, eh, <laughs> if you'd like, put that in there. It's up to you. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> Skylar wrote, I am only writing to pass on a TikTok account that I think y'all would enjoy. You may have already seen this, but just in case. It's at B. Dylan Hollis. Angrily makes old recipes Snickers salad, anyone? My favorite videos are chocolate chip mayo cake and tomato soup cake. I'm going to try to attach them, but I am technologically challenged. (laughs) I have not seen this. Lauren and I were just talking about our TikTok uh, woes. Woes, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Annie is being pressured by her (laughs) co-host, Sam, over on Stuff Mom Never Told You uh, to start a TikTok. Yes. Um, Yes. That may or may not not be about Star Wars. Um, And I am, I feel too old for TikTok. (laughs) So, (laughs) with our powers combined. Yeah. Yeah. But... I have to say I am intrigued by yeah. Snicker salad. Um, right? I'm horrified by chocolate mayo cake. But <laughs> I'm sure it could be fine. <laughs> you you can't taste the mayo in cakes that have mayo in them. It's just all right. Mm, if you say so. That would be like a horror movie directly for me. We've already talked about one for you about the ducks yeah, yeah. all around. Mine would be... My chocolate cake, I get to the end and it's delicious. And like, the secret ingredient is mayo. You're like, you'd be fine with uh, blood, Mm. but mayo, nah. Oh, no. Oh, no. It would cause a crisis. (laughs) It it would be (laughs) self-inflicted. It would say something about me and less about like the mayo. Yeah. But that's what I think would happen. (laughs) Well... (laughs) I, I, I promise I will never spring this on you, Annie. If I, if I Thank ever you. serve you something that would you would not suspect would have mayo in it, that does have mayo in it, I will tell you first. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, I've had plenty of things that like mayo is an ingredient, but it's a minor, low key thing, and it's fine. But you know, I don't know how I would do. If I found out that I actually liked mayo, it might <laughs> rock my entire world. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I well. oh man, I, I know that you have this 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 extreme adverse reaction to like the concept of it, but but I I mean you you've you've never you've never like like made a mayo at home and like tried it. I can it's admit a, it's, this. It's a very different thing. <sighs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I believe that is true. I'm down to try. And like I said, I've liked some aiolis, which is essentially mayo, but just yes. flavored. Yes. Um, so I believe this is a possibility. But the the aversion I have is so strong. Yeah. It's hard. Hard to get over. No, it I see is. you. I see you. Hmm. Well, maybe one day, future experiments, we'll get out the root beer, <laughs> the dairy and ice cream, which I still have, the mayo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a terrible and fun time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to find something that I think I'm adverse to as well. Hmm. Why are we putting ourselves through this? I, I, I'm curious. I am curious. Yeah, though. it's important to challenge yourself, right? Yes. Right? Yes. And I will say there are plenty of foods that I used to think I hated and now I loved. So yeah, you just have to have an open mind, <laughs> which is what I'm struggling with with mayo. Exactly. All right. Yes. Well. All right. Okay. Katie Lynn wrote, it's spooky season, so you guys should do an episode on ghost kitchens or catfish kitchens. 
I'm not sure of the proper term, but lately on various food ordering apps, there have been a lot of suspiciously specific restaurants that I've never heard of. And living in a small city, that's difficult to do. Annapolis. There's the Burger Den, only burgers, apps all around, only appetizers, and the latest one I discovered today, the Meltdown, only grilled sandwiches. I googled the burger place to see where it was and noticed that it only brought up listings on the apps. There wasn't a restaurant website or a Google Maps entry for it. I pulled the address from the app we were ordering from and it was coming from Denny's. (laughs) What? When the food arrived, it had a Burger Den sticker on the bag and, to be honest, was really tasty. But in tiny print, it said D-F-O-L-L-C, which is the LLC that owns Denny's. So it wasn't just some other restaurant renting their kitchen, just Denny's operating under what I'm guessing they think is a trendier name. The Meltdown is also Denny's just the hot sandwiches portion of their menu. And apps all around appears to be the same thing, but from TGI Fridays. It's both hilarious and kind of shady. Renaming sections of their menu to trick people on these apps into ordering from chain restaurants that they otherwise might be trying to avoid in favor of small businesses or just don't care to eat at. I wonder how many other subsidiary restaurants the Denny's menu has spawned. Who else is doing this? Have you guys seen any suspiciously niche restaurants popping up recently? This, this blew my mind. I have not heard of this. And there is, like, basically my entire being is just like, how dare? (laughs) Oh, the the call is coming from Denny's all along. I... (laughs) I have heard of this. Um, I, in my experience, I have not encountered it yet, but I will say there are plenty of restaurants that I did run into during the pandemic that I had not heard of previously. Uh But from what I understand, all of them have a standing location because I, um, there's two in specific I'm thinking of and I know where they're located and I've seen them. So they do exist. But, I, you know, I, I have heard of this, and I've heard of um, kind of a less sinister version of, like, yeah, renting out a kitchen and not having, like, yeah. a full restaurant space. But it is still, yeah. you know, a different restaurant just kind of using this kitchen. Well, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess the—I've I've never heard of um, a, like, non-corporate— of like a, of like an independent chef who was not being hired by that corporation because yeah no, no now that now that you're thinking about it um <laughs> uh yeah i have heard of a couple restaurants um goodness what was it that pasta place carabas no um that is a place it is a place no one of the <laughs> one of the big like pasta chains um not olive garden i'm failing to come up with the macaroni corporate. grill was it macaroni grill Oh, they all blend together in a giant lasagna in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. One of them was like renting out their kitchen or like using their kitchen to have this like pop up that they were yeah. advertising. And I was like, well, that's shady as heck. Mm-hmm. Um, not a sponsor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. And maybe, maybe like, oh, yeah, it was a wing pop up too. And I was like, Again, like like we're in Atlanta. Like, how dare corporate pasta yeah. place like try to try to shoot me some wings? That is <laughs> rude to the hardworking independent wing restaurants of Atlanta. Yes. 
And I mean, that's a that's a separate but related issue is there have been instances, not just in Atlanta all over, but I can think of some specifics in Atlanta where a restaurant opens, I mean, maybe I guess kind of a cliche or, or they think their reputation is tired or one thing. And they open a second restaurant that is the same thing, same menu, different name, trendier oh. decoration. Um, huh. And it's very, very funny because I actually got to witness this working on one of my friends once because they're right next to each other in the example I'm thinking of. And she was like, let's go to that one. That one looks cooler. It's the same restaurant. It's the same place. It has the same menu. That's wild. (laughs) Yes. But it worked. We went there. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, huh. one is definitely, like, more of a family-friendly kind of older place, and this one was, like, you know, the modern yeah. kind of take on it. But that is very interesting. Uh, and we should. We should come and do an episode on on that kind of thing. Wow. Oh, 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 corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, corporate America, indeed. Denny's! <laughs> well- <laughs> Uh, having having said that, um, we do have some more listener mail for you. Uh, but but first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, West Holm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy piña colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? 
Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. <laughs> I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is, yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No Me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro series has all of those and the Roku streaming experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. John wrote, so I know I'm a bit late on one of these topics, but I just had to speak up about blueberries. Growing up in God's country of Charleston, South Carolina, blueberries were unfortunately not something I could just go out and pick, but they were often available in the produce department at the Piggly Wiggly. I've always liked them, maybe even really enjoyed them, but it wasn't until only a few years ago when I had a brief entanglement with a woman of Nova Scotian descent that I learned to greatly appreciate them. First of all, the people are not Nova Scotians. They are called blue noses, which sadly has nothing to do with blueberries. It's possible that it actually refers to how disrespectfully cold it is up there. Second, the regional dish of the blue noses is called blueberry grunt. Uh, think of it as a peach cobbler, but better and made with blueberries, often served with ice cream. The name grunt no doubt comes from the noise you make after taking a bite. Seriously, every noise you make after taking a bite will have an old woman in a Rob Reiner film say, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Second point on blueberries. There was a Viking named Harold Gormson who loved two things, blueberries and uniting disparate peoples. He loved blueberries so much that he became known as Harold the Bluetoothed. His initials in the Anglo-Saxon runic alphabet are, and I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce these, um, E-R-I-A-R, uh, which looks like a vertical line with a small X in the middle, and Bjork, B-E-O-R-C, uh, which is quite similar to the B, just pointy. But if you put the two symbols together, you will get a symbol with which you are probably very familiar. It's the symbol for Bluetooth, which is known for uniting disparate technologies. Ah, cool. <laughs> <sighs> That's great. Um, <laughs> on duck. Oh, my southern fried goodness, I do love duck. There is a local restaurant here, a Tattooed Moose, that does an amazing duck club sandwich you simply have to try. I want to. Uh, but lately I have started making duck prosciutto. So this started with the Sephardi Jewish community in Italy. They, of course, couldn't eat prosciutto as it was made from ham, but duck is perfectly kosher. So they applied similar curing techniques to duck, and there you go. 
I've made a few of these now, and I love them more each time. At dinner parties, one of my go-to amuse-bouches is duck prosciutto on lace cornbread medallions with a blackberry compote. And finally, Bob's Burgers. I have thought long and hard about this. I like to think I am a Tina in the streets, Louise in the sheets, but let's be honest, I'm all Jean. <laughs> I I lolled at this the first time I read it. That's great. <laughs> that is, again, I'm not entirely sure what it means, but I adore it nonetheless. I think it's fantastic. Oh, um, goodness. I want to try all this duck. I didn't know yeah. that about Bluetooth. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the blueberry uh, grunt sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've had I've had a I've had a grunt before. It's delicious. Um uh I I did not know that that's where duck prosciutto came from, but of course it makes perfect sense. Uh mm. all all of this is wonderful. Oh, yes. Heck. Yes. Oh heck indeed. Um Kelsey wrote. I've been a fascinated listener since the beginning and have been meaning to write to you since you covered pierogi. I knew I could procrastinate no longer when Annie (laughs) said she wanted to name an animal duck. I needed to brag about my chicken duck. Our waterfowl named fowl was a buff Orpington with soft, fluffy feathers and a personality to match. She was such a sweetie. I think even Lauren might have tolerated her. (laughs) (laughs) Duck aside, I also want to share a remembrance of my grandfather who loved pierogies and entertaining his grandkids. Making pierogi is labor-intensive, so my grandma would only make them once a year for my grandpa's birthday. They were filled with mashed potatoes made with an indecent amount of sharp cheddar cheese and (laughs) deep-fried. After frying, they were covered with a pile of caramelized onions and salt enough to make a texture element of the dish. (laughs) We all stuffed ourselves silly, but no one more than my grandpa, who, when full, would make a big production of standing up to shake each leg as if settling the pierogies to make room and eat more. (laughs) It was the best, and I could still hear him laughing at his own joke. So cheesy. After Grandpa passed, it warmed our hearts to find out that his birthday, October 8th, was National Pierogi Day. I'm sure he would approve. Please see attached photos of Duck and Tiny Me and my grandpa making my first pierogi. I hope you both have a wonderful pierogi day. Oh, my goodness. And as this episode comes out, it is, in fact, National Pierogi Day. Yes! Timing. Ah, (laughs) That's beautiful. Such a lovely story. Yes. Oh, happy, happy birthday to your grandfather. Happy National Pierogi Day. Happy National Pierogi Day. Uh, May it be full of pierogies. May, yes, yes. May your your memories be as stuffed as a pierogi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, A different Kelsey wrote, Annie, SpongeBob has a podcast. It's called SpongeBob Binge Pants. And it's from iHeart, so I'm now realizing you probably are already aware of it. Anyway, I'm excited for me, for you, and for all honorary members of the Bikini Bottom community. Yes! (laughs) Yes, yes, yes! Um, So I replied, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best, I'm so excited. And Kelsey replied back, and she was like, my children are very excited, I know zero other adults who are as excited. I'm right here. I'm so ready. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm ready. In the words of SpongeBob. 
Okay. Well, oh my goodness. I have to watch the show at some point. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, man, I mean, I don't know. Like, hey, SpongeBob binge pants creators, get in touch. Let us know what's yeah. up. We haven't done a fictional foods on SpongeBob yet, and we need we to. Not. And but we do. we've done Bob's Burgers, but now we need to talk about the Krabby Patty. We do. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the meantime, thank you so much to all of you listeners who write in. We really love it. We really yes. appreciate it. Yes. Such a delight hearing from you. If you listeners would like to write in, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. You can also find us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island. It becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.